The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Do you love Elon Musk? Do you hate Elon Musk? Do you have no idea what to think about Elon Musk? Then we have just the show for you. He's become even more larger than life. Buying Twitter doesn't get us closer to Mars. They are like really close to the edge of like everything falling apart. Like, oh, Elon, I volunteer, put a chip in my brain. Each week on this podcast, we'll break down, analyze and debate the most important stories on Musk and his empire. It's all one big universe. You just work for Elon Inc. From Bloomberg Businessweek, this is Elon Inc. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Our guest is Olivia Dossier, head of APAC Applied Research at Contigo. So if you look at the Russian war and the COVID restrictions in China and a very aggressive Federal Reserve, and now we've got earnings concerns, I think I woke up in a, in a cold sweat this morning. Uh, Olivier, how do you navigate that? Yeah, it's certainly a very different kind of uh, narrative that, that we had uh, in the middle of the summer when everybody was saying, you know, the Fed is going to start uh, uh, decreasing rates because they're worried about inflation, uh, about recession and all that. And, and now we have the opposite, right? We have strong views that uh, uh, everything is going to get bad very quickly. But uh, if you look at the data, uh, it, it doesn't really support that view, right? So. Yes, those earnings that we just uh, heard about earlier uh, were, were negative, but nothing pointed to consumers stop spending, right? There's inventories that needs to be done. There's chip shortages. There is a, maybe they, 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 they forecasted wrongly, but so far consumers are spending money. Uh, it's still full employment or near full employment in, the, in economies everywhere. So that's, that's the key thing that powers the economy. And as long as the consumer does not shy from spending, uh, Everything else is, is potentially temporary, right? Does that discretionary spend, uh, you know, continue if we continue to see the pain for home buyers when you've got these mortgage rates in the U.S. at a 15-year high? Yeah, I mean that's that's a good question, and, and the answer to that is unknown at this point. But you know, the same question was raised uh, uh, at the beginning of the summer, which is. Our consumers going to keep spending when gas at the pump is is, is so expensive. Mm-hmm. Right? Gas at the pump is now a bit lower, uh, so they're breathing a bit uh, better. Yes, mortgage rates are up, but that only affects people with mortgages, with uh, especially with floating rate mortgages, not fixed rate mortgages. Um, and they're still, you know, able to 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 find jobs, to to get pay raises, and, and so on. So right now, uh, I think that that's pretty much a stalemate. Uh, we also see that sentiment for investors has soured in the last couple of weeks. Right, we, we, we hit almost bearish sentiment last week already. So for the next few weeks, emotions might come into play and might affect decision making for, for, for some of them. So we're, we're in a dangerous period now because of uh, investor sentiment is so weak, which is a very big difference from where it was in July and the beginning of August where sentiment was rising and people were, were hoping for for uh, things to get better, even on the Ukraine front, and now things are getting worse again. So, and winter is coming. Yeah, uh, winter is coming. <laughs> More winter from the Fed. Uh, Loretta Mester right. saying that real interest rates um, have to be positive, and and then held there for a long time. That has to be tough on risk risk assets. 
I mean, obviously now we, we see that uh, uh, there are alternatives to risk assets. You know, even uh, fixed deposits is starting to have a pulse now for, for investors. But, but you're talking about a huge amount of liquidity that can't go into these small buckets, right? You're still, the vast majority of it has to go into, into uh, uh, risk assets. Um, I think also investors have been worried about the economy, worried about inflation first, worried about the central banks, worried about interest rates, worried about the economy since about Q1 of last year. So for the last 18 months, uh, risk-off strategies have greatly outperformed risk-on strategies and even beaten mm. the markets. So I think, you know, you're, you're getting close to, to bearish fatigue here in, in terms yeah. of investors. I mentioned there again the PBOC trying to uh, stem the decline in the currency and we are looking ahead to the PMI data which is expected to show once again weakness in this economy. When do things start to turn around for the China story, Olivia? I think, you know, this is this is hard to tell because we don't know when the policies will be lifted, right? So as long as the policy is still overhanging uh, and there could be, you know, winter is coming and, and we, we could expect another surge in, in new cases and therefore another series of lockdowns. So that's that's the big question right now. I think people are going to avoid that question for the time being uh, simply because there's just too many unknown unknowns. Um, you've got higher volatility, about 10% more than you had uh, earlier in the summer. So also, again, on a daily basis, your your uh, probability or possibility of losses are bigger than they used to be. So you have to be more sure about the return side of the equation now. And I think given the way that the narratives is going on both geopolitical, uh, climate change, uh, you name it, macroeconomic news, nothing really is positive right now. So I think the return side of the equation is probably taking a hit, which means since the risk side is, being, is going up, uh, a lot of people have to jump out. So I think for the foreseeable days or weeks, uh, it, it's going to be a, a kind of a negative net risk appetite market, and, and that's going to go on for a while. With the party congress coming up, uh, China is expected to uh, push further on its goal of uh, of common prosperity, and we heard that from the senior party ideologist uh, Hao Baojiang or Han Han Baojiang. So when I read that, I just started thinking that you know that probably means that you're going to have this overhang of of regulatory constrictions to continue for some time to come in China. Um, and I think many of us were hoping that that, that that was going to be easing during this period. Uh, your thoughts on that? I mean, it's possible, but, uh, but again, I would say around, especially around an event like this, which is very much uh, domestic, uh, a lot of, the, a lot of the, the talk that you hear is, is aimed at a, at a local audience. Uh, not necessarily at a business audience or a global audience. You know, same thing around you know U.S. election periods or anywhere else. People are playing to the local uh, electorate, or in China, just to the to, to the local party bosses. Uh, so I, I wouldn't read too much into it. We always knew that regulatory risk is is high in China because they can uh, very quickly decide that no shorting, no this. You can't get out. Uh, you can't get your money out, liquidity money out for now. So mm. this has always been in the background, and I don't think it's yeah. new for, for investors. Yeah. Uh, a very big weekend here, Olivia, in Singapore for the F1, and you're looking at the Porsche IPO that we saw in Europe as a guide of investor sentiment. What are you seeing there? Yeah, I think this one will be interesting because they priced it at the very high end of the, of the range, uh, uh, indicating that at least Volkswagen and, and then their bankers believe that uh, wealthy 
consumers are not going to change their 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 buying patterns. So it'll be interesting to see what investors think of that. Maybe investors are also worried that the uh, the, the high net worth uh, consumers is starting to to pull back on this on this spending as well. So I think I'll look at that as a, as an indication of what the market feels uh, about consumer spending. So, so, so you have basically through this interview not been as bearish as what many people um, are are thinking of, but I guess if you think about the past twelve years, Olivier, we've had uh, returns in the stock market of about say ten, ten, eleven percent uh, per annum. At the same time, um, risk-free assets were zero, so that gap was huge. But now you can buy treasuries, um, you know, get four percent. Uh, and you've got earnings coming down. So this would be a tough time for equities, say, in the next, what, six months to a year? I think less than that. I think uh, I think this could be just temporary because we've been preparing for this for 18 months now. So I think most people have either uh, uh, positioned themselves for, for a, a bearish scenario or, or have already. All right. Unfortunately, out of time. Olivia Dessier from Contigo. This is Bloomberg. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.